Creating intellectual property portfolios can be a useful way for sports companies to protect their innovations and overall brand. But enforcing these IP rights through litigation and federal court can be time-consuming. However, companies can often seek quicker remedy through the International Trade Commission, or ITC. Finnegan attorneys Umber Agarwal, Anthony Berlenbach, and Elizabeth Niemeyer join us now to tell us more about this often useful option. Anthony, what are some of the benefits of filing a complaint with the ITC? There are a lot of benefits. I'll try to cover the main three, the first of which being speed. The ITC is one of the fastest forums. The commission generally reaches a final decision within about 16 to 18 months, while it would take a district court typically about two and a half years to do so. The fast-paced forum of the ITC allows parties to resolve disputes quickly, can shape co-pending legal proceedings, and allows parties to leverage settlement negotiations. The second benefit I'll talk about relates to efficiency. While multi-party or multi-product litigation in district courts may be challenging, the ITC actually allows a complainant to bring an investigation against a number of different parties and include a number of potentially infringing products all in one case. For instance, just a couple of years ago, Flying Arrow Archer brought an ITC investigation asserting three patents against 19 different respondents in a single action. Now, moving to the third benefit I was going to talk about, in district court litigation, it's become a very common strategy for defendants to file inter-parties review or IPR petitions with the United States Patent and Trademark Office in an effort to stay district court cases. And if the patents are found invalid in the IPRs, the district court case will eventually be terminated. The ITC, however, has not stayed an investigation pending an IPR and has not deferred to a final written decision on validity from the Patent Trial and Appeal Board. So the ITC offers its complainants a focused and uninterrupted path to resolve disputes. And can you expand on why it's often a better venue than district courts for sports and fitness companies? The speed that I mentioned before can provide advantages for sports and fitness companies. Reaching a fast resolution can be a very important thing for companies who are developing and releasing next-generation products or new models of their products every year. An exclusion order at the IDC would block a competitor from infringing your IP rights before they can release a next-generation product or become entrenched in the market. District courts, on the other hand, are generally limited to specific identified products, where the remedy available at the IDC can also be extremely valuable for sports and fitness companies. The ITC does not issue damages, but rather only issues exclusion orders, which prevent infringing products from being imported into the U.S. market and will exclude all products that infringe. So this can block future competing products as long as they still infringe the IP right and would spare the IP holder from having to bring multiple lawsuits against the newly released or next generation products. I'll also mention that it can be difficult to obtain an injunction in a district court so sometimes the IDC can provide a remedy when the district court doesn't. For instance, Jump Rope Systems filed a district court case against Suzhou Everice, a Chinese company, for infringement of its speed jump rope patents. Everice never made an appearance in the district court, so Jump Rope Systems filed a complaint with the ITC. The commission quickly found the foreign respondent in default and granted Jump Rope Systems a limited exclusion order prohibiting the entry of these infringing jump ropes into the U.S. for the remaining term of the patents. Umber, can you explain how the ITC works? Sure. The ITC is an administrative agency, and one of its functions is to regulate unfair trade, which includes imports that violate a U.S. intellectual property right, such as infringement of a U.S. patent. 
bringing in an action in the ITC is similar to bringing a patent infringement suit in a U.S. district court, but there are additional requirements such as importation and domestic industry. Importation can be satisfied in different ways. The simplest is showing direct importation of the accused product by the party the action is being brought against. Another way to prove importation is to show a sale of the accused product within the U.S. after it was imported. And a third way to satisfy the importation requirement is to show a sale for importation of the accused product. It is also instructive to look at some of the legal developments in ITC investigations regarding importation. For example, the Commission has held that an actual occurrence of importation may not be needed, but rather a showing of an imminent occurrence, like a contract for a future sale for importation, may be sufficient. Also, the Commission has noted that importation of only a small quantity of accused products is needed. An example of this would be when samples are brought into the U.S. for a trade show those few samples can satisfy the importation requirement. Domestic industry is a bit of a term of art, but generally there must be a product that embodies the IP right being asserted and significant investments in the United States related to that product. A party bringing in an ITC complaint must show a technical domestic industry and an economic domestic industry. The technical prong requires the complainant to show proof of products protected by the asserted patent. The economic prong requires showing significant economic activities related to those products in the United States. This can be shown in one of three ways. One way is to show significant investments in plant and equipment. Another way is to show significant employment of labor or capital. And the last way is to show significant investment in engineering, research and development, or licensing. Can you explain the type of remedial measures issued by the ITC? Sure. As Anthony alluded to earlier, the ITC only issues injunctive relief in the form of an exclusion order. Exclusion orders can be either general or limited. A limited exclusion order will apply to the products of named respondents, and a general exclusion order will exclude all products regardless of manufacturer, that are within the title of the investigation. A general exclusion order is obviously much broader and a very powerful remedy, but, as expected, to obtain a general exclusion order, there are heightened burdens for obtaining such broad relief. The ITC will also issue cease and desist orders, which generally will prevent a respondent from selling off domestic inventory after the order issues. It is also important to note that the ITC issues powerful sanctions for violating a remedial order. In fact, the Commission has imposed civil penalties, some reaching millions of dollars, against respondents who fail to abide by an exclusion order. Elizabeth, what are the requirements for instituting a complaint with the ITC? The ITC has a high burden for bringing a complaint and filing one, making sure that it is ready and meets all of the requirements of the commission. One of the things that a party will do before filing a complaint commonly is to go and meet with someone at the commission and have them affirm that they agree that all of the components are there. Part of the reason for that makes sense because it's a fast forum, so you want to make sure they're ready to go, but it's also important to keep in mind that it's a public investigation into unfair trade acts And the ITC wants to make sure that the complaint is well pleaded before they invest those public resources into conducting that investigation. Some of the requirements can be quite burdensome or important to make sure are lined up. For example, having claim charts that show the accused products and the domestic industry products in a patent infringement suit 
are practiced by each of the claims. So there'd be detailed claim charts for at least one claim for domestic industry for each patent and for any independent claim for accused patents for the accused products. There would also be certified copies of documents for the patent, the file history, the assignments. Those are important to keep in mind because it can sometimes take a little bit of time to order copies of those from the patent office. So it's not burdensome to collect those, but it does take a little bit of time that needs to be incorporated when putting together the complaint. There needs to be evidence of importation, which is sometimes just a sales receipt or a package that says made in country X, which is outside the United States, something that does show importation. On the domestic industry economic side, there's usually a detailed analysis or financial information to support that there are significant or substantial domestic investments related to the domestic industry products. A lot of the information can be fairly time-consuming to put together, certainly beneficial to the complainant to have those burdens and those proofs assembled because it does help support that there is a good case going forward once the complaint is eventually filed. And finally, Elizabeth, what should sports and fitness companies be considering prior to filing a complaint? There are a few things that they should keep in mind. The first one would be, what is their business objective? The IDC is a fast-moving forum, which can be great, depending on what the outcome is. But, for example, if the objective is to reach some kind of a license agreement with the targeted entity, it may be more appropriate to go to a slower forum where there is more opportunity for a party to reach some kind of a business resolution before going through the whole process of preparing the complaint discovery and going through trial. So depending on the business objective, something really to keep in mind. If the objective is to exclude infringing products, the ITC also would probably be a perfect forum because it is a forum where you can get an injunction. They will exclude products from coming into the United States. So it can be perfect for that. But it's also, again, important to keep in mind, do they have a domestic industry? And that is something that is a bit of a term of art. So it can be important to work with good counsel who can help identify, well, what are the qualifying investments? Do they seem significant or substantial under the the statute? And having confidence that this is a case that is worth bringing in the ITC, meets the business objectives, and has a high likelihood of success, either in the business sense or in the legal sense, in the litigation sense, of getting that desired outcome. Our guests have been Umber Agarwal, Anthony Berlinbach, and Elizabeth Niemeyer, attorneys at Finnegan, one of the largest IP law firms in the world. For more commentary on intellectual property news and issues, to listen to other podcasts, and to receive additional information on the firm, please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan.